What's going on, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I'm your host, Kyle Stevenson, aka Who That Ninja73, and boy, has it been a long time. It's been a couple months, uh, best friends, and I'm so happy to get back to doing this show. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, let's see, I spent the summer working 12 hours a day. Uh, working with kids during the daytime, uh, at night, dealing with uh, adults for uh, recreational programs, being like building security, and then I would come home and pass out on my couch until I had to do it all over again the next day. Uh, so I didn't really get to do a whole lot uh, in the past couple of months. I definitely haven't had time to do this wonderful show that I'm so happy to be back doing. Um, and yeah, I've missed you. I hope you've missed us. Uh, I have some great best friends lined up, um, including our, our guest tonight, the KFGD legend himself, the nanobiologist, a.k.a. Mick Aver. Abra, oh man, I don't think I ever asked him how to say his last name. Uh, Mick Abra, Abrahamson, Abra, Abrahamson? I think that's how it is. I'm sorry, Mick, but it's the the nanobiologist on KFGD, the uh, the legend himself, the you're wrong um, uh, special specialist um, for that show. Um, had a great time talking to Mick on here, and uh, you'll fall in love with him as, as much as I did, and he is um, such a great uh, community member, and he does some pretty amazing things that I hope you're excited to hear him talk about. Um, but before we get into the episode, uh, while we were gone, I had an idea for uh, some merch. Best Friends Talk Funny merch. Um, it's very simple. You go to teespring.com slash best friends talk funny. And uh, I have some shirts up there. And I have a mug uh, with the tagline, be kinda to one another. Um, and the shirts are basically uh, my iconic, I guess. It's weird for me talking about uh, a, a physical trait of mine. Iconic was probably too high high and mighty. Uh, it's just a thing that I'm kind of known for. Um, it's my beard uh, with different amazing colors. Uh, you have the standard ones that have actually dyed my beard. Uh, green, uh, the kind of funny blue, and pink this past summer. Um, and then uh, the wonderfully talented and amazing uh, Fiona McKinnon, a.k.a. Uh, Zoranix on Twitter, a former guest of the show. I asked her to see what she can do because I tried doing it on my own and it just it didn't look great. So she took my idea and all I said was just the colors of um, my beard that I've actually done because I think that's cool. Uh, whatever. Um, and she took it and she ran with it. So she made a watermelon uh, blend. She made a kind of funny colors blend. She did uh, a neon one which is super super cool. Um, she put a galaxy inside my beard. Uh, the designs are gorgeous. Um, I have a shirt for every single color. Um, so please, if you feel so inclined to support me and this show, um, feel free to go buy a shirt, uh, and rock it and, and, you know, get the help, get the word out about this show. Um, every single dollar that I will earn from whatever merch gets bought is going straight into me buying a new computer because uh this uh laptop is going to die very soon i just can just feel it 
There's only so many times I can ignore the warning that my fan is not running properly and my computer is going is running too hot. Um, and before you you write in or tweet at me and say you can just like open up the laptop and and replace fans and you know like dust them out whatever I've done that and it's still <laughs> it's still just not it's not working. Um, so yeah, so anything that I make from the shirts and the mug. Um, will go straight into me buying a new computer. And if you don't have the money or you don't want to buy anything, just you listening uh, to this show is amazing, and I love you for it. Um, and that's enough uh, shameless self-promotion from me on this end. You're here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get a, to know a best friend a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. doing mick i am doing all right it's been a long week and i'm just ready for the weekend how have you been i'm okay uh you know it's i'm happy to be back doing this after months of being off just because i didn't have time um so i'm happy i'm be able to do this but on the other hand i'm stressed out of my mind because tomorrow i have to bring my car in and car issues freak yeah car issues freak me out basically was it last week, a week and a half ago? Um, as I was driving, the noise was like deafening inside the car from like my muffler. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I got a headache and I couldn't even hear the radio. That's how loud it was. And, and so I have to go bring it in tomorrow. And uh, my dad took a look at it. And apparently, one of my exhaust pipes coming from the engine is just completely severed. It's like not together anymore. So I'm dreading the price tag because i don't have a whole lot of money (laughs) to my name right now so fingers crossed it's not crazy expensive yeah i hope everything works out for you yeah thank you um i I just yeah cars cars stink i wish i didn't have to rely on it so much (laughs) (laughs) um i'm I'm lucky to have a newer car so that i don't have to worry too much about those maintenance things but my girlfriend has a really old car and it's in the shop almost every six months yeah, that's, she's just that's... waiting, putting it off as long as she can before she's to put it out to the pasture. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge fear of mine because I don't know if I could afford a new car or even an old car. Uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. But let's talk about fun things. Uh, like, where are you from, Mick? I am originally from Ohio, Cincinnati. Oh, nice. And I was born and raised there, and then I went. It. I've had a really interesting path. So I went. I'm from Ohio. Grew up there all my life, then went to college at Virginia Tech, and then went nice. from there to Maryland, and that's where I'm at now. Okay. Uh, and you were uh, in Cincy till you went to college, right, in Virginia Tech? Yep. What's life like in Cincinnati, Ohio? Well, when I grew up there, it was a lot scarier, and you did not go to the city as much. 
Okay. You only went for the sports games. Anything mm. outside of the one street that had the Bengals and the Red Stadiums, you did not walk that far past. I, but, I, I feel like I don't hear that a lot about Cincy. Well, lately, you'll hear a lot more how it's been gentrified and it's grown a lot, which is true. They've had a huge push to make the city a much nicer place to go to and make it more of a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Like they have those bars on the streets you can just walk up to. They have a lot more great small food locations, a lot more sites and things to do around the city. So the, all that growth has really happened since I left to college. Okay. Which I'm really sad about because I didn't really get to enjoy it like some of my other high school friends did. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, you Cincinnati was never really talked about too much except for sports and for PNG. Yeah, and and as as far as like from a sports perspective, because I'm a big sports fan, um, what is bigger in Cincy? Is it the Bengals or is it the Reds? It depends on the season. Yeah, I figured. We, we're lucky that we don't have too much overlap, like in New York, where there's always two teams. Yeah, and mm-hmm. other teams are Cleveland, and the only team that people in Cleveland like is basketball. Yep. And we don't have a basketball team, so we don't really worry about that season. We just go from baseball to football, baseball to football. And, and are you still a Cincy fan today, or since you're now in the D.C. area, did your allegiance switch? No, I was indoctrinated into a, being a Cincinnati fan, so I have to be that all my life now. Good. That's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people who move, and then they switch teams because... Because I guess they're too ashamed to root for their old team in a new city and be like the only one there. Um, but yeah, I I love that you're you're sticking with your Cincy your Cincy teams. I will um, begrudgingly show off my pride for Cincinnati. Like I will still go to the Cincinnati sports bars in D.C. and walk around in my Bengals jersey during the football season, absolutely. even when they just shit the bed. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, I know that being a Giants and a Mets fan. Um, this summer as a Mets fan has been insane. Oh, yeah. Highest of highs, lowest of lows, <laughs> like the other night. Oh, my God. That was the worst Where they blew worst a, game. Where they gave up seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. In, oh, your, no. in your town of D.C. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they were so excited in in that little city there. Um, So you went to Virginia Tech. Uh, the Hokies, right? Am I getting that That's right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was uh, your college experience at Virginia Tech? It was an interesting one, and not one you'd hear too often about. I was a dual degree, so I graduated with two bachelors. But during my free time, I didn't really work out too much. I didn't. I studied a lot, but mm-hmm. I also volunteered as an EMT there. So oh, that's some, awesome. Yeah, some colleges they have like a city EMS service, and ours they had a volunteer EMS service. Mm-hmm. And I volunteered there starting my uh, sophomore year, and that went all the way through graduation. And okay. I'm still an EMT now, just not practicing nearly as much. And and how how stressful was that? Because I'm I'm guessing, especially like in a college town, there's probably a lot of emergencies. Because I know in my college town, there's a lot of drunk people doing drunk, stupid things. Thankfully, the workload was divided between two different agencies there's one okay. that was strictly the on-campus stuff mm-hmm. so they dealt with the dorm rooms the college uh buildings all that stuff and then mine was everything else so we didn't okay. have just college students we had elderly we had families living in the area 
Oh, hotels. Gotcha. So we got a great mix of people. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was stressful at first. Because when you are in the back of an ambulance going to any emergency for the first time, mm-hmm. your adrenaline really pumps. And it isn't until your second or third year doing it when you finally mellow out and get used to it and you know what to expect. Yeah. Because there's a lot to learn that you don't learn in the classes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A lot of on, on the field uh, learn as you go, right? Like get thrown in the fire. No kidding. My first call was actually a cardiac arrest call. Oh, jeez. And not many people get that as their as a call at all. Yeah. Let alone their very first call. So I showed up at the station the first day after finishing my orientation training, ready to go, and then got sent down and had to do CPR for a good 20 minutes. Oh, gee. And, and wow. Yeah. I, uh, I CPR certified, but I've thankfully not had to use it. So what was it like to actually have somebody that you're working on that is dying and it's up to you to, to keep it going? Like, what is going through your head? Uh, the Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, when they say do it to the saying alive, it's yep. really true. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky to have the best staff with me, the most experienced people and our medical doctor there who is who is licensed we're working under at that agency. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't stressing out too much. I was just following their orders. Okay. Yeah, just when I was doing compressions and helping out, it was just the Bee Gees. That's good. Yeah. And now you said that I'm thinking of the office and 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 Dwight with the mannequin mask yep. on. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, but as a as you know, somebody who EMS stuff, um, does it ever like really? What's the word I'm looking for? Like really get you down? Like when you go home? Like it was it just too much to take uh, on certain days? Like seeing people so injured or or dying and. I know that would weigh heavy on me. At first it does, but then you learn that you have a family there mm-hmm. with everybody who you work with. You have great friends. I still have friends who still volunteer there and some who don't anymore, but that is the best support staff. And some calls we would just sit around. We wouldn't take the next call. We would just say, we need to take a break and pass it on. Yeah. And we would just sit there and talk or just take a breather and get food. And that helped a lot. And plus my college friends who they didn't care about the EMS stuff. And I just went back and played smash Bros with them. Yeah. It's always a good reliever to play some smash with, with others. Um, that's so that's yeah, what all my friends did in college. Yeah. I would get back to them playing smash and they wouldn't go to bed till like three in the morning. And they actually even ruined controllers because they would watch the pros and they would do like wave dashing and all that. Oh geez. And so we would ruin controllers when playing. We, uh, in my college, in my dorm, um, we weren't huge Smash players. We were, uh, Mario Kart on the Wii, mm-hmm. um, like intense. Like, we would do the, the full, I think it's 32 races or whatever it is. Um, oh, you spent a while. Oh, yeah. We would go all out and take hours out of our day just we... competing and then doing like the time trials, like beating each other by a second. And then the other person had to try and they, you weren't allowed to go again until that person beat your time. We had something very similar, actually, but with Smash Bros. Uh-huh. So we had several different challenges that we did on nights that we were really bored. And then the most memorable one was when, um, what was it? I'm Sexy and I Know It came out. 
Yeah, that one the LMAFO song. song. Yeah, when like the very first song came on YouTube, and we sat around and played Smash Bros. But it was 99 Lives, Captain Falcon only, <laughs> and we put that song on repeat, and we couldn't stop it until there was one winner. Oh man! But we had a special rule where somebody had to do a sacred combo, uh-huh. which is. Uh, Falcon, when he does a side A in the air, he does a knee attack. Mm-hmm. But if you do it just right, it shocks the person, throws him off the stage. They okay. need to jump off, and then Falcon punch them out of the screen to win. That oh, was that was a necessity. Snitch. That was a golden snitch. Okay. Other than that, it was just get everybody's lives down. Wow, that is how long do those take? Those matches take? It could be five minutes to two or three hours of of that song on repeat. Yeah. Oh man, you are you are you a champ for that. You just learned to ignore it. Did you ever watch oh, I'm sure. Mother? Uh yes, I have. It was like uh five hundred miles mm-hmm. in uh Marshall's car. Like you yeah. start to hate it. you like it, you hate it, then you really love it uh-huh. after that. Uh last year for uh, Extra Life, uh one of the punishment wheels, uh punishment spaces on the wheel um that we did for kinda NYC. I had to listen to Baby Shark for like ten minutes straight while playing the game. <laughs> that was tough. So and but imagine listening to that song for up to two hours. That I don't know if I can do that. We only did it one night, thankfully. But okay, we learned our lessons very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I bet. Um, so after uh, Virginia Tech, uh, or I did you say what you got your degrees in or no? So this actually leads into what my username is. Oh, okay, great. So I got two bachelor's degrees in biology and nanoscience. And I was one of the first people from Virginia Tech to graduate with a degree in nanoscience, a bachelor's degree, because they had master's and PhD programs in it. But they finally instituted a bachelor's in nanoscience. And what is nanoscience? So think of all the cells and what they're made of, those atoms. Yeah. We are studying how those interact. Oh. Not just on a chemical basis, but how they can be manipulated to create better bonds and use those uh, nano-sized particles to create new engineering products, new medical products. So it's working on the atomic scale to make things much more efficient. That's super interesting. Like atomic computing, quantum mm-hmm. computing, that's what that's dealing with. Or even carbon nanotubes you hear about and how strong they are. Mm-hmm. That's what we were also researching. Uh, and what what made you want to get a degree in that? So when I went to college, I was going in to try and go to medical school. And I thought that getting a degree in such a unique field would really help my chances of getting in. Mm-hmm. Plus, I could always go for an MD, PhD and do okay. medical research and try and create new nerve endings and just new ways to rebuild bone through carbon. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but that that didn't work out, but it was still a fantastic experience, and I'm glad I went to sciences because that was always my favorite field. Yeah. And uh, it, it's are you using? It, is the job you're currently working at is that dealing with the nanoscience biology stuff? Not all well, the biology, yes, because okay. I'm working in medical research now. Mm, okay. The way I explain my job is I am not a police officer, but I am the one to help make sure people are in line for if a police officer does show up and try and inspect everything for medical clinical trials. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so every I work on protocols, which are like phase one, two, three drugs before they go on to market. And I'm the one who goes to all these medical sites, hospitals. I fly regularly to do this to go and look at all their data, all their documentation to make sure that they are following that protocol mm -hmm. before the FDA shows up on these high profile trials, like the current one I'm working on that is dealing with uh, treating cancer, mm -hmm. lymphomas, leukemias with stem cell products. And I make sure that they follow everything correctly so that when the FDA shows up, they aren't going to find anything that's so critical that they have to throw out all the data and get rid ah. of millions and millions of dollars worth of research. Got, yeah, so there's there's a lot riding on your shoulders then. Uh, yeah, a good amount, but yeah. I'm the only one who reports it. Okay. I write it in a report. I try and recommend things that the sites need to do to improve on. Mm -hmm. But it's not really on my shoulders because my due diligence is just saying – hey, you guys should do this, and if they don't want to, then that's their fault, and I document that as well. But also give it to the people who are paying for everything and let them know, just so you know, these people who you're paying, they're not doing what you're paying them for. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And how long have you been doing this for? It'll be about four years in November. Okay. And and you, you do enjoy flying around? Because I know you, you fly constantly from what our interactions are like in the group chat and stuff. It's fun. It's a mm -hmm. nice break just to get out of the house and see new sites. But the flying experience, I get more enjoyment out of it because it's, I am disconnected from everything. I just have my phone, which I listen to podcasts or music on. Mm -hmm. And I have my book, I have my switch. So it's just dedicated time to do that with no distractions for a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's, that's a pretty nice thing to have, knowing you have a couple hours and you can like enjoy what you want to enjoy. That that's pretty nice. Yeah, and plus I usually fly during the workday, so mm -hmm. that counts as me working. And yeah. I get get paid to read a book, read comics, play games, and listen live to podcasts in, for a couple hours. Living the dream, Mick. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how uh, how often are you usually flying out? Right now, it's about twice a month. Okay. And it's usually... My most common one I go to is Boston. I was just in Kansas City. Actually met up with Boars and Zero Zero there to get dinner. And then I also go to Cleveland every now and then. Okay. And those are, like, the main ones? Yeah. Those are the uh, cities I'm responsible for for this study. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, all right. Will that ever branch out to, like, other places or, or just those three? Currently, it's just those three. I mean, I also have University of Maryland, but that's right next door to me, so I don't really count mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, it could branch out eventually near the end of the trial when we get rid of some of our contractors, and it's just going there and finishing up whatever I need to do. Gotcha. But that's many years away. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned on these trips, you, you, you bring your switch along, you listen to podcasts, you read comics and books and whatever. Um, so my next question usually is what are you into? And th that's a good kind of overview of it, but like more specifically, like what kind of games do you like, what kind of books or comics, you know, just hit me with all the good stuff that, <sighs> yeah. I am a man of many tastes. I have mm -hmm. very little dislikes and that's with almost everything in my life. Mm-hmm. 
I love to cook. I love to read any type of comics, but I'm mostly reading Marvel right now because mm-hmm. that's basically what I can afford. I've heard. Uh, I haven't read comics in a while, but I heard the the new X Men run has been fantastic. Yes, it is. That and Absolute Carnage have been great series to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're great jumping in points as well. Yeah, that's my that's my thing because I didn't grow up reading comics and something I've always wanted to do. Neither did I, but. This X-Men series is almost a restart on it all. Okay. So it's been a great point just to jump in and see where it's going before they finally hit that reset button. Yeah. And that that's what I was so mad about when I, I decided to jump into like the new 52 with DC. And then they, they reset that very fast. And I, I was very upset because I, I invested a lot of money and time into reading these comics. And then they reset all those stories. And just... It, kind of stinks but i guess it's kind of normal for comics yeah they always like to just hit the reset button get a clean slate or to say oh hey it's a new universe yeah is get used to this new version of peter parker mm-hmm. um so specifically games uh with the switch what are you playing on switch right now currently i'm playing smash bros i'm enjoying that banjo kazooie action oh. right now how does he feel he feels fantastic he's like the type of characters that I like in Smash Bros, which are big bruisers. I love Bowser. I love King K. Rule. Yeah. Um, that's my go-to guy right now when I do play. K. Rule? Yeah. My guy's always Bowser. I love how heavy hitter he is mm-hmm. and how much of a tank he is. I used to... My my main, as the young kids say, it used to be Kirby. Because I, I love Kirby, people. I am one of those people. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Kelsey; she's also, I believe, a Kirby main. Um, so is my girlfriend. Yeah, Kirby's just a lot of fun to play. But the moment that the first game I played with uh, K. Rule, I was like, "Ooh, I like, I like how strong he feels. Uh, I mm-hmm. like his move set. I can get behind this." And, and I've been leaning more towards picking him when I do play, which is rare. But when I do play, I'm going K. Rule every time. That's how it was in other Smash Bros. I went with the faster people, the ones who can dodge more easily and deal quick damage. But I don't know. But in Ultimate, I am just loving the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Like well, Bowser, Cloud. What I, do you think Think of this uh, adding more fighters after the fighter pass is, is done? I'm excited who, just because it's more bang for my buck, really. Yeah. Who Who is your dream person that's not in Smash that you want in Smash? Sora. Yeah, I kind of figured you would say Sora. <laughs> you might notice I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah. And I will always vouch for Sora for Smash Bros. Do you think he's the last one of the Fighter Pass? I don't think he's at this Fighter Pass. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's some deals going on in the back end between uh, Square and Nintendo where something might lead to a new uh, Nintendo and Kingdom Hearts mm. spinoff. Because they did have a good partnership beforehand with Chain of Memories, yeah. 358 over two days, mm-hmm. um, even Dream Drop Distance, an almost mainline game in the series, was on a Nintendo product. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, part of me thinks they're saving this last one for it to be Waluigi, but I think I, he might be one of the new people just because yeah. they had to have these deals ahead of yeah. launch because they announced all five of them and he said that they were all locked in. Yeah. And I think that he didn't 
expect the huge wave of Waluigi fans. I think that's probably the main reason why they're doing also other fighters. <laughs> yeah, they're seeing... Well, they put out a survey a couple years ago asking, who do you want in Smash Bros? Yeah. And I think they're slowly pulling off that list now mm-hmm. and seeing who people are still liking from that list and who was just a quick internet campaign for to bump them up. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling uh, Goku might be one of those as well. He might be a fever dream for some people. I don't mm-hmm. see him being in Smash. You it's don't see him really being in Smash? I, it's going to be really weird to see him in that game. Fair. It's uh, to me though. It's also weird seeing like Solid Snake and Cloud, but yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, the we just recently had a Nintendo Direct. Um, what about on this last Direct? Had you hyped? Because I know you tweeted something out where Nintendo took all your money. So what were you most excited about? Luigi's Mansion Three is a big one. I love and that it's coming out on Halloween. It's the perfect time. Plus, with Gooigi and all the new floors, it just feels like the perfect Halloween game now. Mm-hmm. There's that. There's Xenoblade. Um, and there's a couple others I just can't think of off the top of my head. But those are the big two. And also, they just are pumping out so many games now. Yeah. For, for real. Like, a lot. Like, too many. Especially in this month of September. They need to slow down. Like, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, just ca- catching up with that. Haven't even been able to play Control yet. Oh, so good. I just got the Platinum yesterday. I saw that. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It's it's not a very difficult Platinum, but it is so damn fun. Um, At the end of the year, that it's going to be hard to top for Game of the Year, but I'm a huge Borderlands fan, and that's coming out next week. Ooh, so, yeah. Who that, knows? Gears, Gears 5 is out now. That's a big one on my list. So here, here's something that I wanted to to bring up because you are an Xbox guy, correct? Yes. I am strictly a PlayStation person. I have never owned an Xbox in my entire life. But seeing all this Gears hype, and I feel like I would really love Gears, this holiday season, that might change. So I, I wanted to ask you, as an Xbox person, other than Gears and obviously Halo... Like, what other games from the Xbox family should I have on my radar? If you like racing games at all, always go with Forza. That's true. Especially yep. the Horizon series. Mm-hmm. Drive is a great game on Xbox. Um, Ori, before that comes out on Switch. You can play yeah. Cuphead again. Yep. And that's the one downside for this generation is there are not too many exclusives. Mm-hmm. But I I just love the feel of the Xbox controller so much, and that's why I go Xbox. Gotcha. Yeah, it just... I've always just been partial to the, the PlayStation, because that was, like, the first console I owned. And, like... And I, yeah. And I was as well until the 360 came out, and that's when I made the huge switch. Mm-hmm. That's where I have all my achievements. That's where I had a lot of my games. I spent a lot of money on accessories for it. Yeah. So I just kind of stuck with Xbox. Gotcha. But I, but I do have a PlayStation as well, and I do get to play those exclusives too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Xbox is my third-party machine. Gotcha, yeah. Um, plus, Game Pass is such a great deal. Especially Ultimate, being able to play things on PC, you get gold with it, and all those free games every month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
Game Pass on Xbox. There's so there's over 300, 400 games right now, and all first party games will be going to Game Pass at launch. It's just such a deal that you cannot pass up if you have anything that's Microsoft related. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and before we get into uh, our, our next thing, where I'm going to ask you about KFGD and how damn good you're at uh, <laughs> at, at, at doing the you're wrong section, um, I completely forgot to mention that you are the owner, you and your girlfriend are the owner of one of the most adorable dogs on the face of the planet. Little Sushi. Little Sushi. How long have you had Sushi? He was a birthday gift, so since May. And he is the most lovable handful I've ever had. Yeah. Every time you post pictures of him, I fall in love. And just be careful, because the kind of NYC crew will come down and steal him from you. I'm expecting you guys just to come down. It'll be great. (laughs) It'll be a great excuse to hang out with you guys again. Yeah. Since the meetup back in April. Absolutely. But then when we leave, you'll be like, oh, where's Sushi? Oh, no, we got him. He's ours. <laughs> now I have to just come to you guys and hunt you guys down. Yeah. Uh, if, to hang out with you all. Yeah. If uh, if people want to see how adorable Sushi is, Sushi has his own Instagram page, correct? He does. Let me see a Sushi roll. <laughs> so good. It's my, so good. My girlfriend and her friend are fantastic coming up with those names. Mm-hmm. How and many followers just... does Sushi have now? Uh, 200 plus on Instagram. Very nice. And that's growing by the day. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's quite the dog. He's very dopey. He has, he's a little cross-eyed. He has sad eyes. So it's the perfect mix of character and him being able to stand out. You're hitting all those those check marks the the yeah. check boxes the cute yeah. check marks for Absolutely. anything yep um and i i bring up uh, kind of nyc because uh you recently started kind of dc which is like the dc area of best friends um why do you want to do you want to talk about that a little bit yeah absolutely and my idea came from just living in the area didn't really know too many people in dc but after joining the kind of funny community there's such a great network, and then finally getting out there and going to a kind of funny meetup all the way in New York City. Mm-hmm. It was great inspiration and good motivator to say, hey, there are people coming from all across the East Coast to meet up with these guys. Why don't I make my own group? Because there has to be people from D.C. as well there. Yeah. And so I just got back to my home, talked to Kelsey and you, and then made the group. Yeah, and we've had two I, meetups so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's something that I've been saying for at least the last couple of years. It's like you need if you're out there and you want to hang out with best friends and you you know you just want to see what it's all about. Just make an event, uh, a meetup happen, and people will come. Yeah, and if they don't come, don't worry about it. You do it again because some people's schedules might not allow it. But it's awesome when you get a just a group of like-minded people and i usually like-minded is seen like in a bad way but like hanging out with people that have the same interests as as you is awesome and kind of funny community is the best place for that yeah and it's definitely learned that persistence is key Mm -hmm. and also that kind of funny is a group of introverts who become extroverts when we're all together yes that is very true so it's convincing a bunch of introverts to finally come out and hang out with you Mm-hmm. saying no no it's gonna be a great time and actually ends up being a great time 
no matter who you're with. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just like thinking of the world tour thing in in New York and the amount of people that came out. Dude, that wow. was such a fantastic was... turnout, and you guys did a great job with managing everything. Thank you, but like that was not expecting that that kind of turnout at all. You mean having uh, the campus police doing security checks on us? Oh my god! I wish and getting I... kicked out of the bar. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I wish Pixel Brave was there to document the whole thing because it was insane. And then when we we had everyone walk a block or two down to like the park and it was very sketchy. It was, guy, it was a lot. It was a long day, but it was it was very fun. And I hope that shows the kind of funny crew that the East Coast needs some love too. Well, I think they had a great turnout in Florida as well. Yeah, but yeah, they just need to come out to our side. Absolutely. It's just hard all the way from San Francisco. Yeah. It's oh. Six plus hour flight. I totally get that. Yeah. Every maybe every other year would be nice. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Or they come to Paxis once or twice. Yeah. Or uh New York Comic Con would be cool. Yeah. Um so we uh going back to what I was going to bring up next, uh, is how are you so damn good? At kind of funny games daily being in the you're, you're wrong uh, segment. I don't want to give away all my secrets, <laughs> but the biggest thing is I'm just good at googling. Okay, I always have been. I've been a fast googler to find information, and I kind of ignore my girlfriend sometimes because she asks me a question, I don't know it, and I just say, "Hey, you know who will know? Google, mm-hmm. Google." Yeah, and I just listen in, take a break from my work. Type uh, here something. It's like, yeah, that doesn't sound completely right. I'll Google it quickly, or even do just random fact checks on them, and find the correct information. And I just pop it into you're wrong. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Um, also, going off one of our first questions for the show um, at uh, I'm sorry if I butchered this name, Krajuki on Twitter. Um, how does Nano so quickly contribute to you're wrong? Every time I think of something to correct, Nano has already provided an essay detailing the issue completely. <laughs> Mad respect from a fellow bio nerd. Yeah, so like Google's the answer. Just got to be quick with the, the fingers. Google's the answer, and I have three tabs open at a time when watching wow. Games Daily. Like I have one that has the Twitch chat up and the stream. One that has Twitter up, see if there's any new announcements, and the quick Google tab. Mm-hmm. And the last one is You're Wrong with pre-filled with my name, so I just need to pop in something and hit submit. Ah, okay. That's smart. So it's almost like I have a full process ready to go for every Games Daily. So, like, before Games Daily even starts, you have that page open and everything's filled out, ready to go? Basically, when I hear, when I see the alert saying, kind of funny Games Daily is live, uh-huh. I just go through my whole uh, rigmarole of moving things around, getting things up, and just ready to go. And even... Throughout the day, I'll have Twitter open saying, oh, hey, this looks like a new news item or a new date. I'll move it into a new tab, open up Twitter again, scroll through there when I have a quick minute downtime. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't hear it popped or then mention it, then I will just pop it into your wrong. It's fascinating. Keep, keep it up because it's it's amazing. And especially, um, especially with those paragraphs, too. It's <laughs> usually I Google something like a date or a response. And it's a quick copy and paste. I don't ah. type it out. Gotcha. I mean, well, yeah, why, why type it out when you copy and paste is there? Yeah, why paraphrase when you can give them the full quote and they usually like that more? Absolutely. Um, and 
I know we're, I'm harping on this a lot, but going back to the the World Tour meetup, when you got to meet Greg and you got that Greg reaction that was on, <laughs> on films, uh, how did that feel? It was definitely surreal. Yeah. I feel like with anybody meeting Greg, it's surreal mm-hmm. with somebody you watch so often. And there was a similar reaction from Tim as well, but that one just wasn't filmed. Yeah. And me being a very shy, introverted person, I was very nervous about saying anything. So it was awkward, but it was still a fantastic experience that I'm mm-hmm. glad I made the trip out for. Yeah. The only downside and thing I feel bad for was Greg really had to pee. So it wasn't like a full-on, <laughs> like, he was excited to see you, but it was like a quick picture and, and go type thing, which kind of yeah. bummed me out. But it was, it was nice time. of him to tell me, too, that he felt like I need, I deserved more. And not uh-huh. that he, not that I deserved more than everybody else who was there. Yeah. But he just felt like he just wanted to talk to me a little bit more. Absolutely. Because I do contribute so much and he does know my name mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, I was able to talk to him too. Not to sound creepy at all, but I was with a small group who followed him to the bathroom just to talk to him and talk oh. to him more. <laughs> Standing outside of the Starbucks waiting for this one guy to come out of the bathroom. Yeah. And I just had a quick little extra chat with him. Again, the world tour was crazy. Friends who were not there. It was what very late into the night. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, that was a moment that I loved from that is, is seeing the recognition from Greg. Um, that was the first time you met them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were, were you like, you say you're an introvert and you're a little nervous, like, did you ever think of not coming or, or saying something? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, I kind of put it out there first, like, getting feelers of, oh, maybe if they like the idea of me going, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And once, on one kind of Funny Games Daily, I put in a question saying, look forward to you guys to meeting you at kind of NYC. And Greg and Tim both said, yeah, I can't wait to meet as well. Mm-hmm. You better be there. So I that kind of tied me in to gotcha. going. But throughout the whole trip, like even trying to go to the kind of NYC events that you guys set up, yeah, I was still nervous. About, like I'm trying to go to my hotel room. I'm trying to chill there and do nothing. Yeah, but for sure. It was just being in a new city and being alone mm-hmm. just kind of forced me to really put myself out there more than I normally do. Yeah. And how'd you feel afterwards? Oh, it was completely worth it. And I felt like I came out of my shell. I grew a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just learned so much about myself and my experiences from that one weekend yeah that's awesome um have you, here, here's a question for you uh have you ever missed a kfgd yeah of course yeah i can't attend every one of them especially with my work i when i'm on site i need to focus because i'm only on their site for two days and i have so sure. much to do so every time i'm on a visit i'm not watching kind of funny games daily or if I'm on vacation, I can't tune in either. Mm-hmm. I, or I shouldn't be, really. Yeah. Uh, are there any moments like when you catch the uh, the VOD of it? Do you like still get in that mode and try to submit something for you're wrong? Not submit, but I will hear things. And I l- kind of keep my mind until you're, you're wrong happens. Mm-hmm. And if I don't hear mentioned, I just kind of facepalm or just <laughs> say to myself, oh, come on, guys, that was easy. Gotcha. And that's actually what made me start doing You're Wrong, was I would hear all this information that wasn't corrected, and it forced me to sit down and 
start correcting people because that's kind of my job is to correct people. Uh-huh. And I've done that a lot throughout my life is just correct people with grammar or facts mm-hmm. and just want to be on the correct side of things. Like I want to have the correct information and not be misinformed about things. Yeah. And I like to help people with that as well. Whether they like it or not, it's kind of a very <laughs> passive thing. Uh-huh. Happens. And listening to old kind of funnies and hearing them say wrong things about games or just not have things be completely accurate mm-hmm. just convinced me to start contributing that way. Yeah. And, and even though some people might, like if, if you, like on the grammar side of things, people, like if you correct them in that way, I'm sure people would will take, it'll be taken aback, but I'm happy that there are people like you out there. Because like I know I need need some correcting a lot of times, so it's good to know that I have people like you out there that aren't afraid to do it, or else I'll look like a fool for the rest of my life. Well, some of my funniest things looking on Twitter is those accounts that automatically correct people for using the wrong there or there, yeah, and other where where, mm-hmm. just those different ways of typing the same word that sounds the same, yeah. And it's always funny, especially those reactions to people who try and correct them. Yeah, what what, uh, what I like to do, especially like when I tweet, I make mistakes all the time. So I always follow it up with like what the right thing is supposed to say because Twitter won't let us edit our damn tweets. How dare you? <laughs> um, so I think half of my tweets on there are just me correcting myself because I make a lot of mistakes. It looks good before I hit the send button. And then something happens, and I look like a fool. See, but, yeah, go ahead. A fun fact is I am great at correcting other people about their grammar, uh-huh. and spelling mistakes, and facts. I am terrible about it with myself. I am that's, so, that's great. I'm so quick just to move on, especially with my work. I type mm-hmm. something up and hit send, and I see something after. Somebody corrects me about it. Mm-hmm. I just think to myself, oh, damn it. I, should, I knew that, too. <laughs> Why did they say the other way? Or why didn't uh-huh. I get that spelling error? Yeah, it happens. We're human. Yeah. Um, all right, I, we're on to the next part of the show where my guest brings myself and all of the listeners one thing that they should listen to, read, play, or watch. So, Mick, what is that one thing that you brought to the episode today? That is a very hard thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I love so much stuff. Now, yeah. Just about... I would have recommendations for every single topic you want me to bring something to the table for. Mm-hmm. But I did just finish a book series called oh. The Gentleman Bastards. The Gentleman Bastards? The Gentleman Bastards. It's a currently a trilogy, but there's supposed to be a fourth book coming out eventually about this almost high fantasy in Renaissance Italy. But oh, it's an okay. alternate world where there is some t- forms of magic mysticism and combat it's a very dark and crazy series about these thieves who work in the city and they work in almost a mafia like setting and something happens to them in that city that throws everything for a tailspin the main character Locke Lamora throws him for a loop for finding out who he truly is eventually his past and why he's the way he is and how he's so able to outsmart people who are almost one step ahead of him in every way. Like the first book is about 
sabotage and getting back at somebody who ruined his life completely. The second book is about him pirating on the high seas. And the third book is him going into political espionage. Ooh. These sound super interesting. Are these, are these like a, a newer series or have they been around for a while? It's been around for a little while. I okay. just discovered them because those are the types of books that I love. Mm-hmm. And just reading the first one got me so hooked into that trilogy that I could not put them down. Yeah, it sounds super interesting. I'm all about the, the, the high fantasy type of stuff. I would always recommend that series to anybody. It's just it's will draw you in immediately. Maybe after the first chapter or two, just once you get used to the scenery, the mm-hmm. characters you're dealing with, and what the rules are. But once it gets going, it really gets going. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely have to check them out because um, books are are kind of my weak point. Because um, I, if it's not written by an author I already know, then I I just don't really hear about them. So it's good when people come on and they they recommend new books, or or else I'm just stuck reading like Dan Brown and Stephen King whenever that their stuff comes out, which isn't bad. It's not bad at all. No, but it's and good I, to broaden the what you read. And it's always interesting with books as well. People, it's always hard to set down time to read a book yeah. that has 400 plus pages. Mm-hmm. And you tell me, long, I'm trying to read it series. right now. Oh, that's over a thousand pages, isn't it? I yeah. Yeah. It's, Are you reading it's, it? Are you trying to finish it before the movie comes out? Uh, no, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to read it before the second movie comes out on Blu-ray. Uh-huh. So then I can watch both of them back to back and compare them to the book. Um, but yeah, it's it's super interesting. Uh, it's Stephen King's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But awesome. yeah, I, I see boy people have issues with reading because comic book is so quick to read games. Mm-hmm. And- are more attention drawing with the visuals and the story and yep. more interactivity. But something about reading is still, I love to do it every now and then just pick up a nice book and read. That's all I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, back in elementary school, I used to read a goosebumps book a day. Like I would go through them like nobody's business. I did that, but with a series of unfortunate events. Ah, that was See, my favorite series. See, I'm older, so older than you, so I don't think those books were out when I was little. Or maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe the first book or two, because that series has been around for a good while. Oh, okay. Maybe I just... I went to Catholic school, too, so maybe they just didn't have them in the library. But maybe. weirdly, weirdly, they had goosebumps, so I don't understand why. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Gentleman Bastards. I gotta definitely look the, look them up. The first book is called The Lies of Locke Lamora. Sweet. Awesome. Um, so this being Best Friends Talk Funny, I have a best friend on. We talked about Kind of Funny. What got you into Kind of Funny, Mick? What, what made you watch this raving lunatic about Oreos? <laughs> God, Greg went so crazy in the latest episodes. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> Between that and McGonagall, I swear oh, yeah. Greg has finally lost his mind, mm-hmm. has breached that threshold. But I probably started with where a lot of best friends started, with IGN, reading Greg's reviews, watching the PlayStation podcast Beyond, 
Um, even though I was a big Xbox fan, I still loved listening to everything going on in the gaming industry. For sure. Like, I would have podcasts for everything like Nintendo, PC, Xbox, PS4, PS3 at the time. So I just want to know what was going on, even though that wasn't my career path. It's just been what I loved to listen to and learn about. Yeah. Because it's been such a growing industry that's been developing throughout our lifetimes. It's not one that's been there like the movie industry, comic industry, book industry, mm-hmm. TV. Like The games has been growing more and more. And we are go- in a good spot to learn about all of it at our, we're, our age now and grow yeah. with it more and more. For sure. But listening to Greg and them, and then they finally left IGN. I fell off for a little while. And then I was going through my podcast feed and saw, oh, there's this new podcast called P.S. I Love You. And I tuned in, and it was Greg and Colin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I recognize these guys. They were back in IGN. And just started listening from there. Nice. So it was about a year in, I think. I really tuned into Kind of Funny, but I never was in the Twitch chats for anything. I was just a bystander listening between classes or when I was driving. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I still to this day I, I'm not really in Twitch chat just because I can't I can't keep up. I just can't yeah. keep up with the Twitch chat. It goes by real fast. And um that's been one of my drawbacks with Twitch as well. It was going in and getting so unnerved by seeing the numbers and the people scrolling by. Mm-hmm. It's so hard just to jump in. Yeah. But with kind of funny and doing you're wrong eventually that was a good motivator just to be in the chat and talking to people and making new friends that way. Yeah. But for others like Andy, um, Fran trying to jump into their Twitch chats when they've been streaming for over a year, Mm -hmm. that's been a different ballpark of trying to grow into that community as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now that you've been listening to kind of funny for a while, uh, what is your favorite piece of kind of funny content that they put on that that they do? I kind of have to say games daily, don't I? I mean, you could. I I actually wrote that down. Like I wrote KFGD down next to that question just because I kind of (laughs) figured that's what you're going to answer. I'd love interview as well. Just them reviewing movie series and hearing their takes on it. But there's sometimes their takes just hurt me personally. Uh And even though they don't mean it and I shouldn't take it that way because it's somebody else's opinion on movies. And that is a very subjective thing. Mm-hmm. But I just love Games Daily more. I've always listened to gaming podcasts and very rarely other forms of podcasts. Yeah, for sure. I've just been jumping into talk shows and just where people just talk about the day and themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, all I have to say, Mick, is correct answer is KFAF for streamies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I did vote for them. I did vote for them. Oh, good. Okay. I did my due diligence as a best friend. <laughs> um, speaking about best friends, why are you a KFBF? Why did you switch from being a bystander, like I also was, to wanting to be a little bit more involved and not just consume it, but interact with uh, their content? Well, it's what they preach a lot. It's how this community is fantastic. They were always there for each other. Um, you can find friends no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And I have always had some issues with making friends where I go because I've moved around to different states where I knew nobody. 
and I've never been great about putting myself out there. And just being able to put myself out there through a means that I did and really got my name out there for, that helped with me making new friends mm-hmm. and being recognized more and not just a random name in the Twitch chat or on Facebook, mm-hmm. but really somebody that people can recognize too. And it's a great talking point for myself just to get to know people. Nice. And this community has been so accepting and amazing to get, be a part of. And it really showed with just meeting up with Borzen the other day mm-hmm. and going to New York City, meeting you guys. I never did that before with anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't know other communities I try to be a part of. Yeah. Were nearly as accepting as you guys have been for anybody who's new or just trying to approach and keep put their feet wet in a community that they're not really used to doing. Yeah, for sure. We're a family, whether you like it or not. We are we are one big family. And, yeah, it was awesome meeting you. It's awesome having you on the show. And I hope other people that are out there that are listening to this and are just a bystander, don't be afraid to interact and get more involved. Because it, it was, um, for me personally, um, when I'm not just interacting with the community and I'm doing other things... Like I have more confidence now to to go out in a in a place where I don't know many people, and the anxiety is not as bad because I've I know a lot of internet strangers, and it's yeah, and it's awesome, and I'm a better person for it, and it's it's amazing. So don't be afraid to to hop in. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic advice, and it's actually also what I try and live by is try new things. Don't yeah. be scared about you possibly not liking it in the future. Just try it once and see how you like it then. Yeah, for sure. Um, so great. So what we're going to do now is uh, also a, a main thing we do on the show is every single episode, my guest brings an old GOG topic for us to talk about. Um, whether it's, you know, the Disney princess famous one, whether it's something more serious about how do we handle uh, stress and, and balancing stuff. Um, and we would talk about it amongst ourselves. We're not going to talk about what they talked about on the, on the topic, but we're just going to hash it out and, and put our two cents in for it. Um, I believe this is the first kind of funny podcast topic that we're going to talk about on the show because Gog is now gone. It's been replaced with kind of funny podcasts, which is still the same great thing it's been. Um, never forget never forget uh so what is the topic that you're bringing to the table so like i said it's a recent one and it's did you see a movie that grossed over a billion dollars in theaters yes and i have (laughs) the list pulled up here and there's 29 movies Mm -hmm. um so i might i'm just going down 29 which list do you have i can send you the link if you want uh yeah, because I have one that's up to forty three. Maybe let's do yours then. I, I'm at Box Office Mojo. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, my last one that I have is The Dark Knight. Which... See, I have Beauty and the Beast. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, let me go to Box Office Mojo. Yeah. Here we um, go. Okay. Well, I w- I will say that I did not see Beauty and the Beast in theaters, the the remake, <laughs> the live action thing. 
I still have yet to see it, actually. It's interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I I did see it in theaters, but I'm also a huge Disney fan. Mm-hmm. I am a Disney sellout to the heart. I will throw my money at Disney. I actually bought the three-year plan for Disney Plus already. Nice. I just can't wait to rewatch all the movies again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went and saw that one almost day one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've missed... I missed a couple of these when I was going through it before we started recording and just going down the list. I think I've only missed maybe three or four. So that's, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, it it is pretty good. Um, so like my the bottom one for me, the, the billion dollar mark um, is the Dark Knight. I saw it like three, four times in theaters. I actually didn't see this one in theaters. Oh, I really? didn't watch the first two Dark Knight trilogy movies in theaters. Because mm. I, at that time, I just did not care about movies. Oh, I, interesting. I cared about the occasional ones, but that was a time where I just didn't care about that too much. I didn't care about music. I only cared about video games. Ah, okay. So that's the only media that I consumed, really. That and TV shows. That, but yeah, I get it. I learned my lesson, and I saw Rises in theaters. Okay. As And I watched it as a full trilogy showing. Oh, nice. Okay. I wish I could have gone to that one. Because they had it in in IMAX format for me. Like, that was an option. I could have seen all three of them back to back to back. But I don't think... It was like a money issue, I think, if if I'm remembering correctly. It felt like a marathon, watching all three of those in theaters back to back. Mm -hmm. Because you're sitting there focusing on the same thing. And for a mind who gets tired of things slowly over time, Uh you just need something fresh and new. It really tested yeah. could i sit and watch all three of these and still enjoy them all yeah and like going off topic a little bit but can you even fathom trying to sit through an entire mcu marathon because i know there were M- amc did a couple of those that would be almost impossible and i know i cannot take off work for it <laughs> yeah I, so i'm I, gonna I say believe, no i believe leading up to infinity war I believe they had starting with Iron Man and they went through mm-hmm. every single MCU film. And then you got to see Infinity War, I think, at like six o'clock p.m. on Thursday of release. And that would be way that's too much for, for me. Maybe with the new phase, it'd be easier when they're adding variety to it all. Uh huh. But not when every movie is almost the same action movie. Yeah. Especially phase one, where it's almost copy and paste hero arc yeah um so the next one on this billion dollar list is uh the hobbit yeah i saw that this is one where i did not see in theaters so this is one of the three yeah Uh, oh i think yeah three or four um i don't know why i think it it just kind of slipped um yeah i could see why i mean this was one where nobody was expecting this to be three movies yeah. And so it was very uh people went in with different expectations, especially following the original trilogy mm-hmm. that was so good. But it was I enjoyed it a little bit, but not with the new plot lines they added. Yeah, for sure. because uh, The Hobbit, the book is like one of my favorite books. It's only two hundred, two hundred fifty pages. Yeah. So how could they make that into three movies? Yeah. It it's very confusing. Um, number 41 on this list is a, a Disney film. It's uh, Zootopia. One of my favorites. Same. I definitely saw that in theaters. Um, 
And that was around 20... the time when that was around the time when they were really pushing too for not just musicals. Yeah. So it was a great change of pace. Was especially this... when they really pushed for the animation style that they're going for now. Was this after Frozen? Yes. This was the Disney animation after Frozen, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um I lost my place. Uh, yeah, Zootopia. Then that's followed by Alice in Wonderland from 2010. Didn't I did see, see that one. I saw this one, and it was very trippy. Much trippier than even the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. That's Tim Burton, right? Yep. Yeah. Tim Burton with his usual cast of Johnny Depp, um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. And it, they added more to it as well. Added more of a twist because they knew they were going to make sequels. Mm-hmm. And you could feel it when you watched it. I, I've yet to even see that movie, so I'll take your word for it. You, you can pass it. Yeah. You can pass on it. Uh, uh, following uh, Alice in Wonderland is episode one, Phantom Menace. Definitely saw that one in the yep. Um As a kid, thought it was awesome. Same here. Did not care about all that hate. I was seven. Was I seven? Yeah, it, six or seven. Six years old. So yeah, just didn't care. Enjoyed all the action and sparkly bits. Yeah. Uh, Finding Dory is next. Saw that in theaters for sure. Loved it. Um, Jurassic Park, I did not see in theaters. I was born that year, so I could not yeah. have. <laughs> I was, my family didn't really go to the movies a lot when I was younger. So this is one I, I definitely did not see in theater. Um, plus, yeah, I think it was, I was six when it came out. Love the movie, though. Oh, it's great fantastic. Movie. Yeah. Uh, Despicable Me three is next. Uh, I I did not, but I love the Despicable Me series. I have seen this in theater. Uh, you know, working with kids in the summertime, mm-hmm. you kind of have to. Um, this one was okay. I prefer the other two more, but w- w- there's another one on this list that I despise. But we'll get to that. In a <laughs> um, Aladdin 2019 Aladdin is on this. I'm so upset. I have not seen this yet. I loved it. The I... new storylines they added, the new songs, mm-hmm. the way they changed the story for the better. It's, I mean, I love the original, but I also love this one equally as much, but for just for different reasons. Yeah, it's it's Aladdin's my favorite Disney cartoon movie. One okay, hands down. Um, and I'm really kicking myself that I did not see it in theaters, um, but it'll be I'll be able to own it soon. And I will take it all in. Yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus too. That's true. That's very true. I didn't get the three year deal like you did. So I'm gonna have to wait. Um I'm just tallying up. I should have been doing this before. Uh, okay, so, next next up is uh Pirates on Stranger Tides. I did see this one in theaters. Is this the third one or the This fourth? one was the fourth one. This was the start of the New trilogy, I believe. Wow, there's six pirates movies. Yeah, holy crap! I didn't realize there were six of them. Maybe I didn't see this one in theaters. They kind of all blend together. They do, yeah. But my mom was a huge pirates fan. Okay, saw the first two with her in theaters. Actually, went Mm -hmm. to see two as a midnight release with her, and I still stuck with the series just to see how it would end. And this one was okay. Mm-hmm. Is this the one with David Jones? 
That was two and three. It's two and three. Man, I can't. I really cannot picture this movie at all. Wait, does this have Penelope Cruz in it? I believe so. It's him trying to find the Fountain of Youth, I think. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember any details from that movie at all. So I probably did not see that one. The two out of the three for this new trilogy, it's they are very forgettable movies. Is it trilogy? It might just be two movies. But yeah, they're very forgettable. And you just, just worry about the original trilogy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next on this, on this list is Toy Story 4. Here's another one I did not see in theaters. I have not seen it yet, and I'm so upset. You haven't seen this one yet? No. So usually in my summer camp job, we go to the movie theaters. Uh, this summer, because of the budget, we did not get to go. Oh. Um, so I have not seen it yet. Uh, my nieces have seen it. They went without me, which is a whole other story that I'm upset about. Because <laughs> um, Toy Story is like our thing. Uh-huh. And so the fact that they saw it without me kind of hurts. But... I'm very excited to watch this. I've heard mixed things, but I love Toy Story. Again, I'm very easy to please, and I cried. Mm-hmm. Oh, so... I have no doubt I will cry when I watch this. Is it as bad as Toy Story 3 in the tears no, department? No, it's, it's a very melancholy cry. Okay. All right. Like, it's tears of sadness and joy. It's not like the first one where it's just punches you right in the feels in your childhood. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll I'll be prepared then. Um, following Toy Story four at number thirty two is Rogue One. Yep, yep. Saw that one. Shout out to Gary Witter. What up? <laughs> Space Twitch TV slash Gary Witter. Yep. Um, then Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. This is one I saw. I met that with my mom. Oh, it's that's my, awesome. It's my favorite pirates movie. Yeah, this one I, I remember, and I definitely saw this in in theater with my high school friends. Yeah, not the nice theater either. It was the one in the town over where the, like the audio system's awful and the chairs are from like the seventies. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable, but I had a good time. I actually saw this at Disney World with my mom. Oh, and nice. funny story, I got back from summer camp. My sister was away, and we were just sitting at home doing nothing. We had a week until we had an exchange student show up for a year, mm-hmm. and mom asked me, "What do you want to do?" And we flew a good amount at that age or at that time. And we had some hotel points with my sister and what she did. So I said, let's just go to Disney. We'll pay for it all through mileage and points. And I booked the whole trip at 13 years. Mm-hmm. And we went on this crazy Disney trip and ended up one night just hanging out and going to see that movie. That's awesome. And it was a great bonding experience for my mom and I. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, following uh, that, Pirates were at Toy Story 3, which, yeah, saw that one in theaters. I did not, but I did see oh. this with my family and cried. Yeah. Uh, I saw it with my uh, friends, uh, and we, it was funny because we were the, the three oldest ones there. Mm-hmm. And of course, we were crying like, crying like babies with these, these families around us watching, and they don't really care. And then uh, I went to go see it with camp the week after. And I prepared the 40 kids I was in charge of. Like, listen, do not look at me during this movie. I will be crying. Don't make fun of Mr. Kyle, please. (laughs) And then, you know, the moment with, like, the furnace scene starts. And they look over, and I'm just a mess. And the entire bus ride home, they just kept making fun of me. 
I was like, you don't understand. I grew up with these characters. Leave me alone. Yeah, that, that kids those age, they won't get it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Their version is like what the Paw Patrol. Probably. <laughs> uh, following Toy Story three is Dark Knight Rises. Definitely yep. saw that in theaters. Uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction is next. Next. Uh, I don't think I saw this one in theaters. Sorry, Chloe. Neither did I, and I'm glad I passed on it. Yeah. Uh, followed up by my favorite Bond film, Skyfall. Yep. Loved it as well. Yep. Definitely saw that in theaters. Um, then uh, Return of the King. Saw that in theaters. Yes, same here. Uh, Loved it. And yep. even though seeing it with my grandma, who did not care about it, mm-hmm. she got trolled all the time by those endings. Oh, yeah. She would go to black. She would start to get up. It would come mm-hmm. back on. She'd sit back down. And she would make that typical noise after the third time, like, ugh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, those are fantastic. Looking back, sitting in the theater, I was kind of with your grandma. I was like, okay, just pick an ending and let's go. Looking at it now, I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but the last time I watched it, I just laugh. It's like, wow, they really did this. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Following uh, that one is uh, another Transformers movie, uh, Dark of the Moon. Um, I, I think, believe I saw this one in theaters. I think I did. I think, is this the last one with Shia? It was, and it was in Chicago. Yeah, definitely saw this one. I saw where they filmed this one. I drove by a set one day when I was in Chicago. Oh, that's cool. That's my only claim to fame for that movie. Um, following that one is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep, I yep. loved it. It's a damn shame that he's back He's back out of the MCU. Yeah, I'm not over it, so we're going to move along quick. It's, <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, then Captain Marvel. Saw that. I love Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I was just more expecting Endgame at the time. Sure. It, so yeah, it, 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 didn't, it didn't have nearly the same effect on me as it did for other movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, then Aquaman. I still have not seen this movie yet. I have I've seen this in theaters. Um, it's fun. It, it's it's a it's a decent DC film. Um, I think Shazam was better. Okay, but Aquaman was super fun and it was super vibrant on the screen. I, I loved uh, Momoa. He he's fantastic as Aquaman. Um, I'm blanking on the 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 actress's name who plays Mara. I did see though that um, Amber Heard. Amber Heard, she was great. Mm-hmm. I did see that. Uh, what was his name? The Green Goblin from the original Spider-Man. Well, he was Defoe. in this movie too. Yep. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good cast. It's fun. The effects are cool. Um, I would definitely check it out. Okay. Um, then comes one of my favorite MCU films is Civil War. Yep, love it. That a couple times. Uh, here's the one that I mentioned before <laughs> that I hate. Why is Minions over a billion dollars? Dude, Minions is a huge franchise for Universal. Oh. They have, if you go to any Universal park, that they have it showcased everywhere. I'm, I'm sure. That oh, is, man. the toys oh. market for that is huge. The toys and also the white moms who make memes out of it about their life. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Minions is not a good movie. I hated that movie. I think I watched it on Netflix and I regretted turning it on after it ended. That was another one where I saw it with camp. And I, <laughs> I, I was sitting there the whole time like, what? 
I usually love going to the movies. They're like, that's my home away from home. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there like I wanted to leave. Because it just, the noise that they make and they talk and it was like the whole movie. Oh. That, yeah, that's a movie that you just have to enjoy if you're a kid. Yeah. Or if you're a mom with your kids and you were just roped into it. Um, following Minions is Iron Man 3. I did, and I this was one of my lowest ranking uh, Marvel movies. I used to think that, and then on rewatch, uh, it, it jumped up for me. I like it a lot. I think it deserves a rewatch, yeah. Uh, I, and I love how like that one gets called back in Endgame, which is, is yes. fantastic. Um, following that is The Fate of the Furious. Uh, yep. So I will, I will admit now that I have not seen a Fast and the Furious movie besides one and two. That's fine. I, I'm I'm before they did in review of Fast and the Furious, I was with you, and I, I saw one and two and three, um, and then I went to go see seven and eight in theaters, but I missed the whole middle, like when The Rock came and all that. So I re I watched them as they were going through and. It's controversial. I fell asleep. <laughs> it was they're they're decent movies, um, but there's just something about them where it's like the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and I wanted to get into it for the interview, but I just passed on it. Yeah. Uh, following that, Fate of the Furious is Incredibles two. One of my favorite Pixar movies. Loved yeah. it. Saw that after kind of, was it yeah kind of funny prom, yeah. Uh, saw that at the Alamo. It in was SF. That was the time when Pixar was finally getting good with their sequels again. Yeah, for sure. With Finding Dory and Incredibles two, they knocked them both out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in at sixteen is Beauty and the Beast. We mentioned it before. Um, did not see this one. Yeah, this one is weird if you love the original mm-hmm. because they add some really weird storylines in it that don't seem to fit nearly as much as the new ones that in Aladdin do. Mm. And, and I heard Emma Watson's singing is not great. It is okay. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of auto-tune, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest issue. And the Beast is a little off-putting, too. Mm. Gotcha. With just the animation-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Frozen. No, but I love the movie still. Yeah. Especially, it was that time in college where people just hated on Frozen. Yeah. And I still watched it secretly and I loved it. <laughs> and now I can't wait to see Frozen 2 in theaters. Oh, yeah. No, we're uh, kind of NYC. We're doing a Frozen 2 meetup. Good. Uh, yeah, I saw Frozen in theaters. Again, that was another Winter Camp movie um, with the kids. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, am I tired of Let It Go? Sure. But the movie itself is pretty good. See, I thought that until it showed up in Kingdom Hearts 3 and they oh. reanimated it all and it just became a banger again. Sure. Uh, I did not last very long in Kingdom Hearts 3, but that's a t- uh, story for another time. Um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is next. Yes, and it was eh, at best. Yeah, same. Um, then uh, The Last Jedi. So, uh, wow. hot take. Uh-oh. I love this movie. Oh, I thought good. It was great. Yay. You're on my team. I Yay. am. <laughs> I am on the minority for this one. I love this movie. Yeah, the same. I think that they, they did uh, Luke well. 
for the way he mm-hmm. went out, and it made sense to me. F- for me, it's not because I'm not the the. I, I don't know everything about Star Wars. I mm-hmm. love watching the movies. I'm not diehard in, in it like a lot of uh, people are, which is totally fine. I wish I was like you who were in it real hard. But I just love that it wasn't the same. Yeah. Took, there was It was different from a Star Wars movie, which is fantastic. It was... It- it was a good change of pace and fresh yeah. of air, fresh breath of air, which people didn't expect, which is why yeah. it got a lot of hate it did. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about what all the characters did in it and you enjoyed it for what it was, it was a great Star Wars movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, following Last Jedi is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I have a great story for this one, too. Oh, yeah. So I was abroad when this movie was released. And in Europe... It releases on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I convinced my friends, like my German exchange student that I mentioned earlier, I was visiting him for a couple weeks. Nice. And I convinced him and his brothers that we were going to see this movie. So we did a Harry Potter marathon and went and saw Deadly Hollows Part 2 at midnight. And then I came back just in time to see it at midnight again. Oh, when nice. it released in the U.S. That's so awesome. So I got two midnight release experiences for this movie. Yeah, that was. Uh, I also saw it at midnight. Um, what a special movie uh, to me! It was yeah, so good. I love Harry Potter so much. Um, I'm kind of, I'm glad they split this movie into two movies. Same, I am. Uh, I, the wait in between was hard for me. Yeah, uh, that one year. Oh, it was it was rough, but I'm glad they did it. So they didn't cut things out. That I would have been upset over. Like in Order of the Phoenix? Oh, don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm still so upset that we didn't get to see the hospital yeah. in Order of the Phoenix. How dare they? Um, following uh, part two of the Deathly Hallows is Black Panther. Yep. Yep. Loved Love it. Um, then Age of Ultron. We're now in the, the top ten. Age of Ultron is next. Saw yep. that at midnight. Saw this for my 22nd birthday. Nice. Got some friends together and went and watched this one. Yeah. Um, following that is Furious 7. Nope. Yep. Saw that one, especially because the whole Paul Walker thing. Um, then uh, following Furious 7 is uh, Marvel's The Avengers. Of course. Uh, did I see this in theaters? I must have. 2012. Yeah. I think anybody who watched a Marvel film had to have seen this in theaters or saw it just when it came out on DVD. Mm hmm. Because so, it, was, it was that crossover event that nobody expected to happen, but it worked out really well. Yeah. So he, here's a real weird fact about me um, I can remember the viewing angle of the theater of every t- movie I've ever seen. And so when I'm thinking of the Avengers, I can't quite picture where I was sitting. Mm hmm. But I think that's just because I've seen the movie so many times since then. It all melts together. It kind of all melts together. So I most likely was probably in the theater for that one. Um, then comes The Lion King of this year, the the live action remake. I have not seen this one. Neither have I, and I regret oh. not seeing it in theaters. Same. I, I just for, want to see how it looks. And... Same. Even for all the hate it's getting, I still just want to see it once. Yeah, for sure. Um. Number six, Jurassic World. Yep. Yep. And I love the Lego games based off this movie. They were so much fun. Are they good? The Lego games are just getting better and better. 
mm-hmm. and I can't wait for this new one to come out where they're redoing it all. Yeah, but the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World games were fun because it was all four movies, starting with Jurassic Park, Lost Worlds three, mm-hmm. and then ended with Jurassic World. Oh, okay. I think the last movie tie-in Lego game I played was actually The Hobbit. I think okay, which is a good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Lego games are great. I can't wait to see the reimagining of the Star Wars one. Mm-hmm. Um. Number five, Infinity War. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> then uh, the Force Awakens. Yep. Yep. Um. Talk about a, a theater of people crying. Here's a joy because it was back, and it was good. That was that was a special moment in the theater. Yeah, I goosebumps, freaking out the whole time. Yeah, went with some people I just met when I just moved to Maryland when this movie came out, and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Titanic. No, but I've seen this movie a ton. Same. I have not seen. I did not see it in theaters. This one I saw in or on my little small uh, tube TV in my bedroom with like static on VHS. No, it was like on TNT or something. Oh, so I I saw it. Yeah, I watched it on VHS and it was on two tapes. Yep. And one was the happy one where everything was going great. Um, Rose was falling in love. And then the second one was when everything went to hell. Have you ever watched them in reverse order? No. But now I want to. <laughs> Watch all the craziness and be like, oh, this is what life was like beforehand. <laughs> um, watching a ship slowly put itself together. Yeah. And saving all these humans. <laughs> uh, number two, of course, is Avatar. Yep. yep. I saw it in theater just to see what 3D was like. I think nearly everybody who saw it saw it just yeah. to see what the 3D was like. And, and what people say is true. I don't remember much about this movie at all. I just remember Jake Sully. Yep. And that's the only name I remember. See, you just saying that, like, I know who he is. No, I know he's played and, by Sam. And Natiri. I remember her name, too. Oh, that's yeah. it. The two um, main people. But I also watch Funhouse a lot. And, oh, uh, Elise's take on Avatar. Yeah. I think they were doing a demo disc or something. That's all I can think of is her doing the teary that and then jack's films i don't know if you watch yes, him on youtube i do but he watched he did a skit on uh santa monica pier where he gave people five dollars if they could name three people from avatar and nobody could <laughs> i can name actors no no it had to be character names i know i know Sigour- I, I, I would have said sigourney weaver <laughs> jake sully uh and uh Stephen Long. That's what I would have said. <laughs> I would have gotten just one real character name. And yeah. then of, of course number one is Endgame. Um saw it three times, cried three, three times. times. I saw it twice in theaters and yeah, cried both times. And it's not like a quick cry, it's like a long oh yeah party cry, especially towards the end. The second time I saw it was with my girlfriend who was already mad at me because I saw it without her initially. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to see it at the opening night fan event, and I was in Boston for work, and went and saw it, came back, didn't speak to her at all until we went and saw it together, because I wanted to talk about it for the three days that we had in between. Yeah. And the second time, she is not nearly as emotional or a crier as I am, and 
at the end of the movie, I just leaned over here with tears in my eyes still. And she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was a great movie, but <laughs> they're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, I warned my friend that I went to go see it the second time with. We saw it at like 7 a.m. Sunday morning uh, of that weekend because that was the only time that we could still get tickets for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cried like a baby. It's. And it got got worse and worse too through the ending. And then yeah. the worst tears came out when their signatures came up on screen, which is a weird thing to say. But yeah. that brought the most tears for me. Mm-hmm. It was knowing like their time is done. They're for sure. out of the MCU. Oh, God. I'm so excited slash nervous about the MCU going forward. I can't wait for Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah. Same. Um, So, yeah, that was those are the lists out of the 43 that I'm counting here. I have seen 5, 10, 34 of them in the theaters. If I did the right count. I forgot to keep track. I'm going to say I saw like. 35, I, 36, making yeah. a nice round number. We were pretty close. There. Yeah. Um, so I definitely accounted for some of these dollars. You're welcome. Uh, especially like when it comes to like the Dark Knight. That's uh-huh. like $60 of my money went to that billion. So you're welcome, WB. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was great. Uh, I love movies. Uh, what do you think is the next movie? Mick, I'm going off topic here. Okay. Next movie. That will cross that billion mark. What do you think? Ooh. I mean, that... all right, hold on. Let me take out uh, Star Wars. I'm going to have to say Frozen 2. That's oh, still yeah, a, that's that's still seems like a softball answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially with how much it's grown in notoriety. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And people are just going to want to see it, especially with the advertising and what they're trying to show for it so far. It's going to pass a billion easily. Especially with the first one already doing that. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right, Mick. Now we're on to the part of the show where I ask the KFBS for questions mm-hmm. to ask you. Um, and we have a couple on Twitter, and then we have a bunch from the Kinda NYC group chat on Facebook. Um, so the first one on Twitter comes from John Patrick Hale at Nth Day on Capria, Caprica on Twitter. Uh, is it difficult being an Xbox user in the largely Sony-oriented KF community? Of course it is, especially with how some people are so diehard Sony fans mm-hmm. that they will put down anything Xbox. Yeah. I've had to mute some people on Twitch and Twitter just because anything they see Xbox, they immediately put it down. Yeah. Even when Kind of Funny is praising it. But mm-hmm. other than that, so most people just don't care and... It's easy for me to get by because I do have a PlayStation and I play the exclusives as well. Sure. So I can still relate that way. It's not like I'm missing out on this great experience that a lot of people are experiencing. Mm-hmm. I just don't have nearly as much of a community to pull from to play games with. Yeah. I get that. And as somebody that used to be like one of those diehard Sony fanboys, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so those uh, people just take a deep breath and enjoy what Xbox is bringing to the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. without them, there won't be nearly as much competition, and Absolutely. Sony would not be producing the amount of content they're doing right now. Yeah, without well, Xbox. Yep. When I was when I was younger, I would scoff at the idea of owning an Xbox. Uh, maybe that's partly why I've never owned one. Um, but as I got older, I was like, "This is stupid. 
let people play what they want to play. Let them enjoy what they want to enjoy. It's exactly. It's fine. It doesn't affect you at all. No, why absolutely not. Um, Next question comes from Jordan at 32 bit player on Twitter. What's your favorite airport experience? Is there ever one and your least favorite airport experience? So my favorite, there's not too many favorites. It all really melts together. It's either it's an okay experience where I get on my flight on time and land on time mm-hmm. with no real hassle. Um, the only good times are when I get upgraded because ah. of my mileage points, and that's always a nice little, oh, yeah, I get some free alcohol for a little bit. How is that flying in the, in the first class? It's fun. Yeah. It's The local flights, it's not nearly as much of an experience as you think. The, the only nice thing is get little nicer snacks. Sure. And free alcohol but even then it's like airplane bottles it's nothing like Mm -hmm. mixed drinks Mm -hmm. all right um billy at billy the door asks oh wait i didn't answer his second question what was oh i'm so sorry yeah that's okay um that goes back to college where i was flying from florida back to college and i had a uh presentation next day for my research going on Mm -hmm. and this is why i will always hate atlanta I flew in there. I had about a 40, 50 minute layover there and my plane was held on the ground for 35 minutes. And it's that all that same story of you arrive at one end of one terminal and your next flight is at the very end of the five terminals down. Uh, And me being a large kid, I had to run, which was not fun, Mm -hmm. but making it to the gate right when they close the door and they sit and they're saying, sorry, you missed your flight. SOL. Even though I want to told them, my flight was calling your flight saying, hold up a minute. We have somebody coming. Yeah. But they just didn't delay and they just did not help me at all. Mm. And I ended up having to spend an extra $300 more to make it on time to my presentation next day by flying to an airport three miles away from, or three hours away from my college and renting a car. Oh, geez. Yeah. And of course the airline would not pay for it. Oh, let's see. I'm not a, I'm not a, a seasoned airport person like my first flight was to kind of funny live three mm-hmm. um so i i haven't had any terrible experiences yet um i will say coming back from psx uh, two years ago now uh we went to disneyland the day before mm-hmm. and our airbnb that i was renting with uh, other best friends out there um was in walking distance so we walked to disneyland and then we spent the whole day walking around i developed these massive blisters on the bottom of my feet mm-hmm. and so it was to the point where like where i could barely walk and so having to fly across the country in so much pain and then landing in jfk and then having to take an hour and 20 minute train ride home and then a 45 minute drive from there plus it was being in the air when you're uh feet expand that had yeah. to be painful it was not fun it took me no joke almost an hour to get from where i left the airplane at jfk to get to where the train is and it's usually like a five ten minute walk it took me almost an hour because that's how slow <laughs> oh my i God. was it was bad um that's, i'll never do that again it sounds like me after a tough mutter oh and i i, I go imagine. to the airport the next day when my body's so sore and i'm walking around like and frozen after uh, Anna gets out of the water. Yeah. Well, she's all frozen, but it's, uh, my, my, me and my muscles all tightened up and in pain. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. No, it was not fun. Uh, now, Billy, Billy the door asks, favorite Disney World attraction? So I love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And my favorite type of roller coaster are ones that launch. And Ooh, so my favorite nice. will always be um, the rock and roller coaster at Hollywood Studios. Okay. Based on Aerosmith? Yep. And just the way it launches, it's so much fun. And the whole premise, you're in a limo going to meet the go to see the concert live and you're stuck in traffic. And then you, the way you launch is the countdown by the band about to play their first set. And then you just launch right into that tunnel. It always gets me. I am not a roller coaster person, so I will never be caught dead on that coaster. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, Steven uh, at that child on Twitter asks beers of the world. I'm guessing he's just asking your favorite beers of the world. I will always love German beer. It's where I first started drinking beer and drinking in general. Mm-hmm. It just has so much more flavor and taste to it than American beer. Is there a certain brand of German beer? I started drinking at the Hofbrau House, which is where they have those thick, thick beers that are one of their beers is like four or five American beers. Oh, and wow. that huge stein. And drinking one of those is like a meal. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, those, uh, I, those are my favorite, like this ale stouts that are really thick and almost a meal in its own. So you're you're probably a big uh, Guinness fan. Yep, love Guinness. Yeah, it, th- those are those are too much for me. I don't I don't enjoy like the thick the thick uh, beers. So, and some people don't. A lot of people I know love IPAs, and I just cannot stand them. Oh, I can't either. Too much for me. Um, Caesar at Caesar 04, which will be our next guest on this show, uh, asks, "Nice, if you come back as a ghost, who would you haunt?" So, I would haunt probably Trump. Yeah, that's a good call. Just because I want to be like that fly on the wall, which whatever the hell is going on in, in that White House, I just want to hear what is going on, what are the secrets, and what he's ignoring, and what really is happening. Yeah. Because there's a, so much crazy shit going on there mm-hmm. that this guy can't be sane or he has to be a puppet or something. that Even that's going to be probably a controversial statement with anybody who might like the guy for some reason. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much wacky stuff that comes out of his mouth. And I just want to know where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is a good answer. That... Uh, I would also would love to just haunt him and just make his life miserable. That too. <laughs> but a good answer, that one that's like not like what the hell is going on there, is Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. Oh, yeah. Because he has to have a ton of secrets as well. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what that side of Disney is like. Not from the everything is awesome and beautiful magic side that we experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's see if if I were to haunt somebody huh. for a good reason. Yeah, not to make their life hell. It, selfishly, you know what I would do? I would either I wouldn't haunt a person. I would haunt a place. Okay. So like like City Field where the Mets play. So that way I'm there for every game, or just the movie theater, and so I can just go watch movies. That's a that's a great one. <laughs> but it's the general movie theater, not just like Theater Three. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. So you can see everything that comes out yeah. to the end of time. Yeah. 
that 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 would be my answer. Um, yeah. So those. Thank you for asking those questions over on Twitter. Um, you can follow the show at BFS Talk Funny, and I will tweet out when I have guests on for you to ask questions. And I would love for you to keep doing that. Um, and so now, uh, Mick, the last thing before we go, um, do you know one Josh McCuga? I have heard of him. Uh, have you ever seen his show, The Josh McCuga Show? I have not. So I'm. This is 100% me stealing from that show. Uh, and he ends every episode with three minutes on the clock, and it's rapid fire questions. Okay. The first thing that pops in your head is what you say. Oh no. Okay. Are you ready? I guess. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Favorite day of the week. Friday. Favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Speak every language in the world. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. Uh, first celebrity crush? Uh, ooh. I mean, it's going to have to be Kyrie for Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Renaissance Italy. Favorite junk food? Uh, pizza. Cake or pie? Pie. 100%. Uh, Apple pie or cherry pie or even cobbler. Uh, favorite number? Uh, eight. Do you believe in fate? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Uh, bamboon. Uh, what's the best age? Uh, 28. <laughs> I love these questions so much. <laughs> if uh, Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Oh, I, I, I didn't hear you there. Oh, um, I said begrudgingly. Okay. Uh, would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Uh, baby panda. They name had one, one... The zoo. They had one at the <laughs> zoo recently, and it looked so fluffy and cuddly. Uh, name one of the seven dwarves. Uh, grumpy. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Zero. Same. Uh, what's <laughs> the What's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Hundred and ten. Damn, Nick. Uh, Godfather or Star Wars? Star Wars. One minute left. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs, all the way. Love shepherds. Uh, how often is it healthy to cry? Oh, once a month or wherever you feel is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh circus peanuts? Sour Patch Kids. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at wiffle ball? <laughs> uh, two. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Unhealth- unhealthy amount. So, like, three or four. (laughs) Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Oh, yeah. I did a Uh, slap bet once. Oh, that's always fun. Favorite type of muffin? Uh, Banana bread muffin. Uh, Can you touch your toes without bending your knees? Yes, I think. Haven't tried in a while. Last one. Do you like the smell of gasoline? I do. That's it? I don't whiff it, but... I do enjoy the aroma occasionally when I'm just standing there. All right. Very nice. Uh, you survived. 
the three minutes of the Josh McCuga zone. That wasn't as bad as I thought. No, it wasn't too bad. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Mick. This was a blast. Thank uh, you for having me. This has been yeah. so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. If people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they find you? If there's enough characters, it would be the nanobiologist, one word. <laughs> if yeah. not, like Twitter, Xbox, and PlayStation, it's the nanobiologist, D-A. Very nice. And if people are in the D.C. area and want to know about current meetups in the future? Tune in to Kind of D.C. on Twitter or even on my personal account because I always retweet everything for Kind of D.C. And my DMs are always open if you ever want to do anything whenever you're in town. Awesome. Uh, like I said earlier, you can follow this show on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny. Uh, we just launched some merch. So if you want some merch with my beautiful, colorful beard on it, Go pick them up. Um, anything I make from that will go to buying a new computer because mine is on the fritz. Uh, you can find my show, uh, my PlayStation show podcast with uh, Mr. Bad Bit uh, called The Trophy Room at PS Trophy Room on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcast services. And then our Kinda NYC uh, family, you can follow us there at Kinda NYC on Twitter. We have a bunch of really cool things planned for uh, New York Comic Con community events. So if you're coming out, Please uh, come out to some of the community stuff we've got going on. Um, also, M- Mike created this awesome website, which is kindanyc.com. It's got everything there. We have bios. Um, we have our little podcast family up there. Uh, future community stuff. Uh, we're going to be putting some writing on there. It's fantastic. Go give it a check. Uh, go give it a look. And then our last thing that I have to talk about because I do way too many things. Uh, Dollar Slice Podcast is the kind of NYC uh, show where we just talk about the nerdy things we love. And you can follow us there on Twitter at Dollar Slice Pod. Whew, that's a lot. Thanks again, Mick, for coming. This was great. Again, uh, thank you for having me. It's been yeah. so much fun just to talk to you and. Just talk about uh, why I love this community so much. Absolutely. It's it's pretty spectacular. And until next time, friends, remember, be kinda to one another. Bye. Bye-bye.